The Razorback basketball team continues to add from the transfer portal, and it's getting to the point to where who hasn't Arkansas had signed from the transfer portal. We'll also get into some Razorback spring football updates and head you into the weekend. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. You know, I keep thinking about the time when we're going to officially move on from anything basketball related and actually get into something spring football or uh, baseball or whatever it may be, which is great, but you keep having big news break each and every day, and it's great for content and everything. So this is going to be one of those podcasts once again, where we talk about something that the Razorback basketball team and Eric Musselman did this time. They added all Pac-12 transfer forward Jalen Graham from the transfer portal. Uh, he's 6'9", 220 pounds. He's out of Phoenix, Arizona, and he was all Pac-12 second team selection for the Sun Devils this past year. He averaged about 24 minutes per game, as well as 10 points, five rebounds, two assists, and nearly a block per game while shooting 48% from the field. But once he got into Pac-12 play and he played a little bit more, if you just took the averages from how he was in conference, he had 12 points per game at 52% from the field and his free throw percentage up to nearly 10%, and as well as his uh, impact on the glass to more than five per game. And he also scored double figures 15 times this past season. But the most important thing, and that according to Synergy, and this is all coming from hogsports.com, that Jalen Graham ranked 90th in the percentile of overall defense this past year. By the end of the year, he also evolved into a primary scoring option. So, Knowing like that they added another guy, which if you're keeping score at home, that is the four guys that they added from the transfer portal, which is what they've added so far. You got Trevin Brazil, the transfer from Missouri. You got the Mitchell twins who both came from Rhode Island. And now you have Jalen Graham and all four of those players. What they have in common is that they are each six, nine or above. All four of them, six nine or above. Considering that Arkansas under Eric Musselman has really only had one guy that has been truly six nine or above that played significant minutes with Jalen Williams. I know people are going to bring up Connor Vanover, but we're talking about significant minutes here. It's going to be quite a different looking team, as we already know from the roster and the names and the players, but also from the size. Because if Jalen Williams comes back for another year, which is 100% still a possibility and could be a reality, knowing all those things together, you could have five players that are 6'9 or above. Five. And then include into that guys like Jordan Walsh, who are 6'7. You know, you got Anthony Black, who's 6'7. You got uh, Barry Dunning, who's 6'6", 6'7". You got guys that are just big dudes and throw in the fact that you're still going to have 
other pieces in there that are still, you know, really lengthy guys that are coming like, you know, it's Kamani Johnson, if he sticks around and Devo Davis, if he sticks around and all that, like putting all those things together, it's kind of like, wow. Okay. So each year under Musselman, the team has gotten bigger overall. I'm not talking about like just having one or two guys. I'm talking about overall length and size. They've gotten bigger in this upcoming year's team, assuming that Jalen Williams comes back will be the biggest team or at least have the most guys that are 6'9 or above on a single team. I'm at least from my math and from my research since Stan Heath's team back when they had Stephen Hill, Darian Towns, Vincent Hunter, Michael Washington and Charles Thomas. Like I believe that that was the last time and I don't even know if Charles Thomas was 6'10, 6'9, 6'10. I think he was maybe 6'8. Just going off the media guy, but still you had a lot of big guys then. And now you're looking at it to where, holy crap, you could have a bunch of dudes that are not only tall, but legitimate, experienced players. And so to next year, size is not going to be an issue. Size is not going to be an issue. Rebounding is not going to be an issue. Uh, blocking is not going to be an issue. Like those things are not going to be issues next year. So you're starting to kind of see Eric Musselman and the madman that he is, the madman genius that he is, putting together his roster where you're going to say, okay, let's go down and let's check these boxes and let's start seeing, all right, well, we're, you know, scoring. Well, scoring won't be a problem because you got a lot of scores here. Okay. All right. Well, what about, what about defense? Okay. Well, you got the guard position. You got this and at the forward position, you got that. And then what about, uh, what about something like blocking shots and, you know, rim protectors? Okay. Well, you get that, you get that and you go there. What about, uh, three-point shooting, which, you know, we're, we're still kind of still figuring that out. We got to see how it goes, but you got this guy. This guy's supposed to be pretty good. Like, you're just going through the checking of the boxes and looking at it all in the uh, in the lens and in the perspective that this could be something that actually uh, ends up being, like, incredible and, like, ends up being something that's big time for Arkansas and for, uh, for this team and for uh, Eric Musselman. And I just am blown away by this. And so people also yesterday when Jalen Williams announced – or when Jalen Graham, so I can't get all the Jalens. There's so many Jalens going on now. Uh, when Jalen Graham announced his uh, his intention to transfer, a lot of people were saying, "Well, there it goes. There's that means Jalen Williams is gone." You know, to me, that's not the case at all. To me, it's quite the opposite. To me, it's like, okay, well, Jalen Williams, I think understood, or at least no, let me rephrase that. Eric Musselman understands players, and with Jalen Williams in spe in specifics. He would go to Jalen Williams, just like he has done to every player, and kind of say, here's what our future holds for you. He probably went to K.K. Robinson and Chance Moore. Of course, he probably didn't have to go to him. They probably already knew. But he probably went to him and said, guys, it's probably best for you to transfer. You know, same thing with Connor Vanover. Like, it's probably best for you guys to move on. In your best interest and our best interest to move on. He would say that. Uh, J.D. Note was going to go pro. We all knew that. Aldis Tony was kind of a, a hope, but... I don't think he's coming back now at this point, especially with all the additions and kind of it seemed like it was pretty for certain with his going pro and an agency and all that stuff. So he's moving on. So, you know, they're probably, uh, you know, doing that too. And I'm sure that must talk to him about that. So must has conversations with players and you usually have a pretty definitive answer when they're leaving and when, when they're staying like because of that fact, but with Jalen Williams in the announcement that he made, when he's saying, I am putting my name in the draft, but I'm absolutely leaving the door open to come back. I don't think he would state that and like, unless him and Eric Musselman were on the same page. Like, I don't think that he would say that, but then Eric Musselman's like, uh, no, you're not. We're moving on from you. 
Like, I don't, I don't think that'd be the case. I'm sure that Eric Musselman went to Jalen Williams and said, Hey, uh, we, we love what you're doing. We want you back, but we also understand you want to test the waters and go to the scouting reports from the NBA combine and all those things to do that. But if you want to come back, which we want you back, there will be a spot for you. And I'm sure that Jalen understands that too. So that's why I feel like this has no impact on Jalen Williams's decision. Jalen Williams is going like he was a perennial starter in his first year, especially as the season went on. He was a perennial starter last year in every game. And he's going to be a starter again this upcoming season if he comes back every game. Like, even though these other transfers are going to be hopefully really good, Jalen Williams is still going to be the dude. And you also need him for leadership because uh, we know how good he is at uh, being a leader of this team and, and helping out there too. So, uh, all those things encompassing, though. It's incredible how now this team is going to be huge next year. There's the size is going to be galore. And you have athletic size uh with some of these guys too, and really good defenders, rim protectors. It's almost like, all right, let the uh five star players do all the scoring and let the the big dudes just do all the defense and kind of you know do a couple of things here and there on each side to, to make it work, and then boom. You got another great team with another great opportunity to possibly make it very far into the NCAA tournament. That's the way I'm looking at it. That's my perspective, at least. So, uh, but I'm excited about this. I'm really excited about the uh, the way things have gone so far, and I think that uh, it's just going to continue to get better for Arkansas and for Eric Musselman uh, once we uh, start to know really what this roster really truly looks like. It's time of year where we're pretty much, you know, you're trying to get into that beach bod mode, right? Because Spring break has already come and gone, but, you know, summertime is going to be around the corner and maybe Memorial Day and you're wanting to go to the lake or go to the beach or whatever. You know, it's tough. It's tough to get that body in check, especially when it comes to eating. But luckily for you with Built Bar, it can help you along as you can have so many different flavors to choose from. They're covered in 100% chocolate, so you know they taste great. But the key thing is that they're healthy too. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories per bar. And they taste amazing. On top of that, it's almost too good to be true. And right now, because you listen to this podcast, we're offering a sweet deal that if you go to built.com, enter in promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. It's as simple as that. Just use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Check it out. I promise you won't be disappointed. It'll be a really cool thing. And you'll start feeling great. And you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. And go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, I know that spring football has been going on too, and, uh, you know, it's kind of funny that, again, it just takes it so much to the back burner, but it's still kind of fun to talk about and see what's all been going on. And it was kind of cool too because, uh, if I had time, I was going to cut some video from it, but I just, you know, got kind of pushed on, on prime, but you got to hear from a couple of the, uh, newcomers that came to Arkansas through via the transfer portal. And arguably, I don't even know if it's arguably, I think they, the two may be one, two of the most important players in their respective roles, as far as the expectation that they have. One of them, of course, being Jane Hazelwood, the wide receiver transfer from Oklahoma. And the other one being Drew Sanders, the linebacker transfer from Alabama. Now, I know that I'm not saying that the other transfers aren't as important. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that those are the two guys that's like you expect them to start right away in that role and have a lot of 
kind of pressure put on them, but not in a bad way, just that they want to come up and, and play big time for you. So uh, anyways, it was kind of cool to hear from them and just to hear, you know, what, what their experience was like and everything. And one of the deals that I saw from and heard from Jaden Hazelwood that I thought was so fascinating. And it cracks me up because when people are always, you know, talking about the SEC and how people chant SEC, SEC at the end of games and how other conferences just think that's asinine. Okay, yeah, you root for your conference, but you don't root for your own teams and, and everything like that. No, no. What Jaden Hazelwood said about him coming to Arkansas is essentially what sums up a lot of people's feelings on the matter. He says, it's the SEC, you know, it's, 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 it just, I mean, literally just means more in the SEC to play in the SEC is a big time deal. Now, of course he talked about Arkansas and everything, but there's a certain allure about the SEC that players want to play in this conference. And so him saying that really started to make me laugh because I'm like, man, that's, it continues kind of to show people that it's not just about, you know, and then people don't root for the conference or, you know, sit here in, in Arkansas where they're like, oh man, I really hope Ole Miss wins all their games. It's it's not that. It's just a matter of, you know, that we do things differently in the SEC. We are built different in the SEC. We care more in the SEC. We have better players, better coaches, more talent, more money. We are the prim, prim de la creme of everything. Like, that's what it comes down to. And so Hazelwood saying that he comes to Arkansas, he's like, he wants to play in the SEC. And he saw apparently what Traylon Burks did last year and said that that was also a motivation where he's like, I know people kind of put that expectation on me. And he's like, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not Traylon Burks. I just want to be the best version of me possible. But, you know, uh, on top of all those things, and he talked about the family atmosphere and how it just really resonated with that. Like all those things involved, it just really like kind of opened up my eyes. It's like, okay. You know, there's there's a lot of reasons why people choose particular schools and, and where they go and why they go there and everything. But Hazelwood seems to have found uh, a lot of things about Arkansas that just was kind of made him feel like he was at home, kind of made him feel like he was uh, you know ready to just you know settle down and and be a part of something great, especially. So between all that, uh, you know, with Hazelwood and and what he was doing, and you know, he's he's still come and been battling back from injury. So, you know, got to remember that as uh, the issues that he's having because he's still in those green jerseys. But uh, apparently, and this is according to Trey Biddy, it says that uh, KJ Jefferson hit Jaden Hazelwood for a 50-yard bomb. It was his second consecutive day working with the first team at slot receiver after spending the first two weeks in drills with the second unit. So he's moving his way up. He's doing big things. Uh, Drew Sanders was another one, too, that uh, just by listening to him and hearing him talk, you know, he's he's felt like he's really you know transitioned pretty well into this program and um, you know, because I, I feel like and I'm not trying to say this to make it so bloviated towards Alabama. I'm just kind of being honest about it. To me, I feel like if you are an out, like if you're at Alabama and you're starting in Alabama, you're playing at Alabama, you can go anywhere else and fit in. You can go anywhere else and do some things. And I think that that's what Drew Sanders is basically being where he's like, yeah, this is a place for me. I want to go here because. Uh, I can, I was at Alabama, so this place could be, should be no problem. And that's not like a, like a knock against anybody. Like it's not anything bad. It's just a reality that you kind of live in where it's like, you understand, okay, well, this is, this is kind of a, this is a cool thing. This is something I want to be a part of and something I want to continue to get better at. So all those things involved though, I just believe 
Uh, it's going to continue to make Arkansas a better program overall, have better things going on for them too. And, uh, you know, they're just, you know, going to have to continue to get it done with those two guys. But I just thought it was interesting to hear from them and uh, see how everything's been de developing. But there is no real big news stories coming out of spring practice, which honestly I think is a pretty good thing. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships, odds and podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. So head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends and actions over at BetOnline.net, where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so finally, uh, Arkansas baseball was able to take care of business in game one of their series against Florida on the road and won in pretty convincing fashion. Eight to one uh, was the final score in that one. And Florida, I know that their record hasn't been that great compared to uh, other seasons that they've had. Still a good team, but... I saw it was funny yesterday. I was, I was watching it, and you know, obviously a great game by Arkansas, great performance and all that. But the one that really like killed me was uh, was the Florida pitcher Barco, where he was like so mean. And I always this is what cracks me up about baseball. People get yourselves hyped up in certain ways. I get it. Like you want to. Some people are just like you know want to talk a little trash. Some people are really into it. Like whatever it may be. Like these types of things they happen. Like it's just just one of those deals that. Baseball players are different. They got a lot of energy, got a lot of ego, got a lot of all those things too. So all those things like added into the mix of how he was just like when he struck out a Razorback batter, he would drop F-bombs. He kept dropping F-bombs. He dropped F-bombs at the at the umpire and he just kept doing. It was so weird. I was like, this guy's angry. Like, what is this guy's problem? And ended up being that like, of course, uh, he ended up uh, giving up a few runs, getting taken out. And that was the end of it in Arkansas was the ones that, ended up being victorious. So anyways, I, I saw that and it was just so funny to me. I'm like, I, I just don't understand how pitchers, especially in baseball. Cause I think like there was, you know, everyone talks about the West Burton or whatever at Ole Miss and like being like goofy and funny and like, you know, just trying to like doing a shoulder thing and like talking to himself. And I remember there was that Gonzaga pitcher that had the big F U in his glove and stuff. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, is this stuff that's necessary? <laughs> like, okay, here's my thing. If you're going to do that, fine. Like, you know, hey, teach their own, whatever. If that gets you hyped, if that makes you perform better, fine. But don't expect people not to make fun of you for it. Like, don't expect people not to say, what the crap is this? What are you doing? Why are you acting this way? Like, those things are going to happen. So I, the fact that you just have these guys that are just acting complete and total fools a lot of times is just, I find it comical and I'm not trying to say of like, oh, yeah, we do it the right way, but I don't remember any Arkansas player being that way ever. I don't think Dave Van Horn would allow uh, a player to be that way. But uh, like I said, Arkansas got the last laugh. They got eight and one, or they won eight to one. And now Arkansas has won 14 straight, or about to win if they win this series against Florida. They're set up for their 14th straight SEC series victory. And that's incredible. That's dating all the way back to 2019, obviously, because 2020, they didn't have uh, an SEC season that year. But people need to understand that, yeah, Tennessee's scary right now. Tennessee's getting all the talk and everything. But Razorback baseball is really, really freaking good, too. And people need to start understanding that and start giving them their due. 
and they're playing at a high level right now. They're going to continue to improve. Not say they're perfect, you know. It's like you know this past weekend's game against um, Game Three uh, against. Um, I'm just drawing a blank on this one. Texas was it Texas A&M? No, Mississippi State. There's a Marine team. Uh, they should have won that Game Three. Now they won the series, but they should have won that Game Three. That was bad. Uh, but once Arkansas, we get to see them what they do some against some other quality teams in the SEC, which there will be. I mean, you play LSU next weekend. That'll be a big one. Um, Ole Miss will be one. Vanderbilt will be one. Like you still got a lot of games in front of you and opportunities to get better. But right now, Arkansas is playing at a really high level. And if you're a Razorback fan, you're hoping that they can continue to keep it up. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.